Welcome back to The Dish, an introspective podcast where my dad and I sit down and just chat about life. Uh, as two artistic people, naturally, there is no agenda. Without further ado, please enjoy this episode. Uh, dad, good morning. Morning. How are you well, doing today? I'm good. I'm doing great today. How are you doing? Good. We're having a windstorm in so you might hear like something rustling outside the window. And that's just the lights from the patio banging against the oh slider. Gosh. It's really Windstorm. windy. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. It happens. It's coast. It? Coastal living. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's not the worst. That's not the worst uh, weather ailment amongst no, all the possibilities. I, no. Once in a while, though, you wake up and it's just, you, you know, there's trees all around us and you can just hear it just whoosh. <laughs> oh, okay, it's gonna be one of those days. <laughs> Grab all the cushions off the patio furniture quick before they blow to the neighbor's yard. <laughs> and all the tree, all like the little plants. That was like the worst thing. Is seeing, I remember this even at our old place, like older places when plants would get like knocked over in the oh, man, yeah, in the yard. It was so disappointing. Did you get a better camera? Because your quality looks really nice. Yeah, I'm I'm using the camera I used um, for my for 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 my classes. It's a Ooh, it's better. Yeah, it is yeah, better. It's better. It's better than my laptop camera, which is you know, it is what it is. But this is my desktop, so it looks real nice. I'm breaking out the big guns, Dara. <laughs> Production quality. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, I can hear I can hear feedback a little bit. Like I can hear myself in your audio shouldn't that's odd there's no um there's no audio but my headphones right yeah that doesn't make maybe, sense I'll just maybe it's me let me disconnect and i'll reconnect maybe that will help uh, <laughs> uh where did i go I'm, I'm, sorry I'm there we go it's because lobby live the live channel is a locked channel so you can't join it unless i oh sorry you. okay no, so no it's okay it has the audio now the same uh, it's only when I talk kind of loud, so I don't know what I don't know what it is. I don't hear anything now, so I think we're good. Maybe if I turn the volume down on mine, because I don't need to. You know, I'm not deaf. I can. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only getting there. Okay. <laughs> okay. It sounds fine to me. Okay, maybe the mic was just too close to the uh, the speaker headphone thingy. Sounds like you need to get yourself a HyperX headset. You know, I had this moral I'll dilemma when I was watching your when I was watching your HyperX stream, and you and you had that giveaway of the three uh, three. Actually, it was six, I think, but these three uh -huh. at a time. And I thought about. It. I'm like, should I type? Should I type? What was the the word you had to type in? Um, I don't remember what First it was. First one was now, wireless. Was, there was a, that's it. And then I thought, nah, that there's a reason in contests like relatives of the people can't win so i i thought that would be weird it'd be wrong uh to, to win even though it would have been legitimate so i, I didn't know. put it in besides when i'm ready to do it i want to i want to get one and, and click through your link so you get the uh you get the special prizes for that or whatever that is as soon as i get everything worked out i i don't want to promise it because i'm not 100 sure but i i'm thinking i'm gonna have like a discount code tied to my name like use code dish to get whatever percent off so We'll see when that happens. I'll tell nice. you. Nice. 
Okay. Or maybe I can. So, just... what are we going to talk about today? What's the? Uh, I, I saw oh. I saw your Sunday stream where you said, "Hey, give us some suggestions and of topics." Did anybody did anybody suggest anything? Actually, no. Here, you know what I'll do is I'll I'll send a message in my general Discord and just be like, "Now's your chance." Yeah, here <laughs> you it have is. ever we're, had something we're live? Talk about. <laughs> we're recording. Um, no, I I didn't really think of of. Uh, any specific topics so just just chilling just chilling all today, right cool pretty much well you know, you know what i what i got uh, uh you know how facebook gives you those you know x years ago today this happened and that happened and i love that feature on on that platform and this morning i woke up to nine years ago today and i had this picture of the house that we lived in in valencia and it had a picture with the the poppies in the front and the house in the background, and it said, "I had my 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 post was uh, under contract, which meant that nine years ago today we had, we entered escrow on that place." Oh, and uh, wow! I remember being very very excited about that. And it's funny though too. It, it just I was sure that we would live there forever, like when we bought it. I thought, oh yeah, this is I, I, this, this house has everything I want. It's everything we really ever talked about wanting, and. We love it. It's perfect. Everything. And it was. But what I learned is you change. Like the house stayed the same. We changed around the house and and our we never didn't love living there, but the but the your dreams and hopes goals change. And it's just weird that nine years later, this thing that meant everything in the world to me and represented you know, this like great accomplishment and this goal met and everything else. It's already in my past. It's just, it was a really good lesson. I looked at it this morning, like, wow, how I would never have seen that coming, Thing, you know, and I'm absolutely right where I want to be right now. And who knows right. where it's going to be in nine years from today. It's just so, it was just one of those moments, right? When you look at it and go, yeah. wow, I, things are different. <laughs> well, when you commit to stuff, things feel so, everything feels like so permanent in the moment, like jobs or, um, a, yeah something like that like a like a purchase or relationships every i don't know you don't you don't enter something thinking about the end of it rarely but you know we also like our concepts of time changes as we get older and what things yeah. things that feel so important at even like 20 feel very different at 25 or like 30 to 40 don't you know, know. it feels different at you know, it feels different at, at 53 than it did at 20 is birthdays. <laughs> I <laughs> feel a lot different. Point, have you gotten to the point that you don't like your birthday being celebrated? I was always curious about that because I don't, uh, I no. don't, I don't know. Maybe it comes from like a, a fear of aging and like a fear of death, but. Not at all. I, I don't even think about it that way at all. I, the, the, <laughs> I shouldn't say I don't think about it. I do think about it, but I think about it differently than that. The, the, I, the way I see it is, and I've always said this, look, I don't really care what my age is as long, and I think everybody should adopt this, as long as I, what really matters is, am I satisfied with where I am at the age I'm at? Hmm. That's what really matters. Like if, you know, 30, you know, when I was 29, 30 probably seemed, or when I was 25, 30 definitely seemed older or old, you know, like some kind of sad milestone or something like that. But I remember turning 30 saying, no, I'm right where I want to be at 30. So I'm, I'm happy. Like, it's just great. Like, well, hmm. what's the alternative to getting old? Yeah, staying. I mean, there dying isn't. Young. Yeah, dying Death. young. 
I would rather get old. I don't care, you know, and uh, no, I don't, mm. I don't look at my birthdays with any kind of dread at all. Um, I, you know how we do here. We birthday celebrations last a week. Like it's, it's not so a birthday; it's, like a birth, it's a birth week. So we just go for. It. No, we celebrate it, and and uh, you know, age is age is a, It's a. I can't just say well, it's just a number because it represents something. It represents that you're older. Um, but we, we, I think, have a negative, only a negative connotation with getting older. But there's a lot of good about getting older too. Um, I would not yeah. want to go back to being the angsty, you know, thirteen year old that I was, or or you know, no. the foolish the foolish 20 year old that I was or whatever. Like I, I like who I grew into. So, you know, mm. just, yeah, you just change and grow. And at those milestone birthdays, I'm sure you, you weren't where you thought you would be at the previous milestone, but you were content with it nonetheless. Yeah. You, you set goals and, um, you know, especially the longer, the far, the more farther out the goals are, the the less likely you are to hit the you know, land in the vision that you in, that you imagined. You'll get, mm. It'll be different. Um, but aren't you glad it's different though? Because what if what if you could just pre- you know, completely track your life and then just predict it? Like I, I, this, the surprises and the challenges are the fun part. Like they they may not always be fun in the moment, but they really, it's really fun to overcome yeah. an unexpected challenge. When, when oh you get on my the other gosh. Side hugely, hugely like the thrill of, of that, like, and, and the accomplished feeling afterward, like that is, you want to talk about the spice of life? That's the spice of life right there. Yeah. And it, gro- and it grows your faith too, right? You know, you understand, oh, that, yeah. you know, Oof. that there is a God and you're not in control and, and you, can rest in that though too, and uh, doesn't mean you just kind of lay around and wait for you know manna from heaven. You have to, you know, live yeah. your life and do your stuff. But you, just, you know, don't you you can't be worried about that. You know, you just have to live your life and you know expect the challenges to come, and then pray for the strength to overcome them, and then accelerate it when you do. You know, yes. Yeah. I know it sounds like I don't want to sound trite. I mean, I people we all have experience unexpected struggles and that have really knocked us down. So I'm not trying to say anytime something unexpected comes and make light of it. Like there are serious things that happen in life that, you know, will knock you way, way off course. And for, for some of us, some of the time or all of us all the time, we never get back onto that course, you know, and that's part of life too. So, you know, I'm not trying to make light of those things because there's, there's, there's legitimate, they're serious, but you Mm -hmm. know, being, being someone of faith that changes my interaction with those things for sure yeah yeah i think god like really shattered my idea of control uh in college because i was so dead set on going to korea and teaching english and i was like all in on that career path for for like a a few years Mm -hmm. and then that thing happened with the tesol program where it was like i thought i was getting certified yeah, like I the the I entered the English as a second language program believing that there was going to be a certification at the end and then midway through found out oh actually we don't offer certification anymore. This is basically like an elective or something <laughs> like yeah, basically just... just for for enrichment. And like that was that obviously like knocked the wind out of me a bit and set me back and I think I was it was so weird like that there was a discourage a frustration that came from that that caused me to step away from 
ESL for a while. And then when I try to go back to it, like, I don't know, the magic was just gone. The spark was gone. And it was very, very, and it was at a time in my life when I was in a relationship that I had no confidence in and was overall just, I don't know. I felt like I had lost such a huge part of my identity and like, especially since I was kind of, I was pretty insecure at the time. It was like, that was the one thing that was like really interesting about me that I wanted to do. And then I, that was just gone. And then, you know, God, God, I feel like God basically stripped me of all of my external identities um, or cut by various ways. Like it wasn't nothing. None of it was even that dramatic. It was just losing interest in things or losing friends, like even lost friends at the time. Yeah, um, I remember. It was a very weirdly like lonely experience, but I look back on that time with so much love because once I had finally come to the realization that the only identity that I can really ever be confident in as a believer is is my identity in Christ, then like all these new interests just like flooded my life and I took that advertising class and Right. All the all, all it all clicked and I was like, ah, my love for English and my love for random hobbies and like art and and all of these things like just like merged into marketing and and like genuine advertising. And then that propelled me into a, a career in content creation. And then I <laughs> when I finally got that job as a marketing director, I was like, well, now I made it like this is this right. is like endgame stuff like I want to I want to take this company and use whatever abilities I have to like shoot us up into the sky and like I could retire here and like I don't know at the time I my my goals were like well like I enjoy this job like it's a good job I wasn't necessarily like thrilled like there was no thrill in it necessarily it was more just you know I'm this is a great company. Like I love my coworkers and I'm happy to be here. And then whenever me and Joshua, sorry, I always get hiccups when I'm like impassioned about something. Um, <laughs> that's, that's cool. That's great. <laughs> I get hiccups and like little like shakes. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, but I, I was like, I, I, my thought process was, well, you know, I'll work here until eventually, you know, me and Joshua decide we want to start trying to have kids and then, I'll either retire or I'll like start, I don't know, like I'll, I'll do like freelance stuff and then that'll be that. Not that it's a bad plan or anything, but then COVID hit and all of that was just, oh, you're confident in that? <laughs> so, so that, so that, that stripping happened to you twice, twice in, in, you know, probably a three years, three or four year span. But in the middle of that, you, you, you had this landmark, moment you got married like so oh, yeah. there's that like there's that thing that happened in the middle that obviously fixes your identity to something oh yeah permanent and and that and that was significant to you and for you but i remember i remember that time i remember distinctly because mom and i were up here in ventura for a few days or weekend or something like that and and you called and this other relationship you were in had dissolved and uh, and so we said, well, just come up, just come up and hang out with us, you know? And so you, 
you're like, no, I don't want it. Like, you know, it's your anniversary weekend. I don't want to wreck it or whatever so you, what you said. You're like, no, are you serious? Get up here, and, you know, because you were just all alone in the house. So you drove up and, and you stayed the night with us. And, and you know, I, there was a lot. And, and that was the start of a really tough stretch for you. But, but like you said, really an important stretch for you. It's everything that you kind of had put your identity in. And the culmination of all that being stripped away because you had already lost your identification with the, um, the ESL. And, yeah. and then you, you lost the identity that you had found in the relationship and we all find our identity in relationships. So that's, that's normal. Mm-hmm. And you're just sitting there and you spent that whole summer really on your own. Like you were, you spent a lot of time alone in your room, you know, working on your, you, you work on a business and, and, uh, you know, I, I would look at that and say that was that was a pruning time for mm. you. Um, I mean, and to use the, the analogy, I mean, we lived in that house for six years, seven years, six years. And uh, I was never really all that satisfied with the uh, we had these lemon, these citrus trees. Right. And we had a lemon tree and uh, it, the, the the orange tree right next to the lemon tree, the blood orange tree was amazing. It would give us so many oranges, like too many. oranges, yeah. You know, sometimes. You know? And then the, but the lemon, the. But I'm not like you know, oranges. I can take them or leave them. But lemons, like I love lemons in a lot of things. Mm, and you, and you, you just wouldn't give us that many lemons. And it wasn't until, sadly, like the last year we lived there that I realized I was going about it totally wrong. Like I, I needed to if I wanted this thing to really bear fruit, I had to get in there and like cut it significantly. Mm. Like really prune it. Like if anything right. in that plant in that tree wasn't productive or, or it didn't have enough leaves. Right. I was supposed to get rid of it. Because and it sucks so energy I, away from like the, the fruit production, right? Yeah, exactly. But, you know, I, yeah, I just cool. didn't know. And uh, I knew that with roses, but I didn't apply it for some dumb reason to this, to this, uh, <laughs> this tree. So uh, anyway, I did that. And uh, I never really got to take advantage of the results of that. But I have driven by the house because you know how you do that, right? You're like, oh, I'm in the neighborhood. I'm going to drive by. Well, how's it look? You know, are they, are they taking care of it? You know, I know they are. But um I could see the tree is right. You can see the tree from the front and, and I look at it and it's just, you know, it was last year in, in around the winter time. Cause that's when it would, that's when it would bear, bear the, the fruit just heavy with, with lemons. And I'm like, that was it. You're welcome for all those lemons. I felt like, I felt like knocking on the door and asking for, for a small bag of lemons, but I, you know, I, I would have been funny there. We, <laughs> We've actually kind of stayed in touch with them, so they're very cool. But uh, you know, so that but that was you, right? In that situation, you had to get rid of everything that was in your life that that was not productive or not bearing fruit or whatever. And and Mm -hmm. and sometimes life will strip you down to nothing, and it's awful. It's like the worst feeling. You feel just awful. You don't even feel like like a human. It's weird. Like you you feel so unaccomplished and feel aimless. And like, Uh, even at that time, the only, I had a few hobbies. I had like plants and then one hobby was a hobby that I had learned from that relationship. So it was like, I don't even feel validated in that because I stole that from mm, him. (laughs) It's like, I don't even have my own, like I'm using, like, I don't know. I don't even have my own materials to do it. Like I'm using his, which I borrowed. Yeah. So uh, I just, and like, it was just like, I don't know. I felt so aimless at the time, but it was hard. a good it's thing. Hard to, it's hard to be young though. I, I went through that <laughs> my junior year at college. So I was 21 
And uh, so I'm probably about the same age you were, actually, Dara, as that you went through that that one that you just described. Um, wow. <laughs> I was, um, won't give you all the details, but basically um, two, two like relationships that ended in, in the span of, you know, six months, both of them really serious. And I won't get into how that happened, but nonetheless, I was a different person then. <laughs> anyway, I was, I had this really, I was really heartbroken. Um, one relationship was lasted a year. One was like four years. And I was just, and, and I, I'm, I'm back in, you know, I, I went to UC Santa Barbara. So I'm living in Isla Vista, right? I'm in the place uh, where I was involved in one of the relationships and that ends. And then because the year ended and then, then the next year, the, the longer term relationship also ended. And, um, and I'm, I remember it was right around because the second relationship, the longer one ended in October right around Halloween. And, uh, so I'm just, just devastated. Like I just, I was just in a tailspin anyway. And then I'm really in a tailspin and <laughs> Christmas break comes around and I'm like the last roommate in the apartment everybody else leaves and i have like a for some reason that's right i had a job so i had to stick around it was like four or five days that i had to stick around the apartment and nobody mm. but me and nobody even yeah. in town everybody was gone and uh, i was alone just listening to the saddest music i could get my hands <laughs> on um and it was just sort of the climactic experience of moment of that experience where i just what my, phys my my actual physical condition was a reflection of how I felt on the inside. Like there was nobody around. I couldn't mm. even find anybody to talk to if I wanted to. And I was just there because I had to do some job that was just drudgery and somewhere everywhere. Other people were having fun with their loved ones and family. And I was sitting there by myself and it was, it did, I didn't get out of it for a while because the next semester came next quarter came around and, uh, I took the three most significant courses for an English major, um, Milton, Chaucer, and Shakespeare, all in the same quarter. <laughs> and I don't think I took any other courses. I think I just took three, which is supposed to be like the minimum you can do to be a full-time student at UC Santa Barbara back then. And um, I I'd got – I remember when the, ten, 10 weeks later when the report cards came from that semester, like maybe March or something, and – all my roommates were looking at their grades and like, okay, I did all right. I pulled mine up and I, and I got C's in all three of those classes. So my GPA for that semester, that quarter was 2.0, which I'd never, I'd never gotten anything that bad in my life. No, not even close. Um, <laughs> the gifted kid and it, syndrome. Yeah, and it, and it was, it was, I was about as low as, but that was my lowest point right then there. Like I had spent, you know, 15 weeks just wallowing and, and being self-destructive. And mm. then the chickens came home to roost with this, 2.0 report card of these really foundational courses in my major, the ones I should have done really well. in, and it was just, a, I felt like I felt empty. Like I really didn't even know why I was there. Like, what am I doing? Like, what do I really want to do? I mean, am I really even mm -hmm. a student? Am I, and from that though, from that, um, I started to like figure out, well, okay, then who really am I then? Like mm. I have to, I had to come to the real realization that I was emptied of everything. <laughs> I just like, okay, all the stuff that I had that put value in that made me feel confident that made me feel like, Oh, well, I'm a, I'm a good boyfriend. Well, no, you're all alone. You're not a good boyfriend, <laughs> you know? Well, um, you know, well, you're a good student though. No, you're not a good student. Oh, well, you're smart. No, you're not smart. You bombed out on the most important. Well, you're a good writer. Well, you couldn't, you couldn't do very well in these class. Everything I thought that I was good at or, 
had value just I, it was just shoved in my face well not really you're not and um, and so you know from there you know that was yeah but the first ground zero is when you're born i had a few ground zeros but that was that was absolutely one of them for me um, and you know <laughs> i think everybody born? probably goes through it because growing up is hard right you make <laughs> you make so many mistakes <laughs> you do and you don't even know you're making them until later right. you th you're so confident in your choices until they they blow up in your face you're like Geez, I thought this was something solid. Like I thought, mm -hmm. I thought this was like a forever thing, and for whatever reason, it's gone. Like well, the heart is fickle. Your other people are fickle. Way. Yeah, yeah. Even like the, friendships yeah. too. Their friendships yeah, that I thought right. would last forever, they're gone now. I don't know what's going on in their life. Like there's and like I don't know. You have confidence in other people outliving you, or like I don't know. Even things that you know are temporary, like, I think we forget. I, I try to be cognizant of the fact that, like, people are temporary, people are fragile, and people make mistakes. But it always catches you by surprise. When mm -hmm. someone, someone who you had a lot of faith in just, like, bombs something, and you're like, and, and it, like, shatters. I don't know, it's a weirdly, like... It's just sobering. It's just sobering. But on the bright side. Uh, but people can also people surprise you in the positive way. People Sorry, surprise you I, in the positive. I, I took the words out of your mouth. No, it's fine. <laughs> but it's true, right? I mean, you, you get you get those. I mean, I think you were in a, in a very wonderful way surprised by, by Joshua. I, I think you, I, Oof, I don't think you saw that, that love coming and suddenly there it was. And, and it was very real and, and, and yeah. It, redefined you and and i saw you just grow into that relationship and obviously you know now you're married and, and it's neat to see but that was a surprise and the love was so different than anything i had experienced up to that point like every <clears throat> relationship i'd had particularly the one prior was like it it was the I don't know how to, how do I explain it? Uh, there was like a instability to it and excitement about it that made it attractive. And there's also like mystery to it as well. And, you know, I, th I've, I had a conversation about this with someone recently, but like how much movies, I th maybe I talked about it on my stream, like how much movies and, and TV shows and books like skew your view of what real love is because it's not all like the passion and like tension and like angst and 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 like you don't want that in the long term like you you get a little bit of that in the early stages but like that fades and it should because <laughs> right yeah you don't want to live your life in passion i mean like just just like I don't know what do I, jealous, it, stressed out, wondering, yeah. worrying. How do they like, feel? Like I can't bear to be without them every minute of the day. Like, yeah, you can't. You can't stay in that place because it's just no. it's exhausting. Right? It's so exhausting, and I didn't realize how exhausting it was until it ended. And <laughs> and Joshua, my relationship with Joshua started so differently because it was like he was someone that I couldn't refuse, and it wasn't because of like some external thing i don't know it was 
his everything about him just like insisted him insisted on me and and it was so it was so strange because i told you the day after we started talking i told you i probably am going to marry like i think i'm i think i'm going to marry this person i don't know how to explain it and i have no real evidence to tell you why but like i think i'm going to marry him <laughs> and like i think he's the one and and i don't know i <laughs> people always ask like how do you know that someone's the one i wish i could give you a different answer but you really just know like there's a there's a love and there's an understanding there's like there's there's qualitative things there's kindness and 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 comfort and understanding compatibility um you work you work well together like there are those things but at the end of the day it's like if you're not sure if you don't know it's probably wrong <laughs> and if that's you know it. then that, you know that's actually the answer when someone says how do you know how do you know if it, if you if it's if this person is the one and it's such a cliche well it, you know if you know but a better way to put it is how you just said it. If if you're if you're not sure, it's probably it, not. I, it. I, I probably probably not. It could change, but it's probably and you can make it work. Like it's not gonna you're not it's not gonna be doomed if you go in with a little bit of doubt because some people struggle with doubt more than others. So like mm -hmm. there's that to consider. But I don't know. I my my mind. I feel like I knew before my heart was even ready to date him because I was still heartbroken at that time. But I met him I, and I, I was like, I wrote some of these down. These are gems. I, I love what you just said. That's such a great, I knew before my heart was ready to do it. I, I wrote down the other thing you Aww. said. He was someone I couldn't refuse. I wrote that down because I, I want to remember that. It's a great line. And, and his love basically insisted on it. Like it, it was just, I love those. I love that. No, those notions, those are so great. Okay. I, okay, I have a question for you. Yeah. And, and, and I don't, this is, an, this is a almost rhetorical question. I don't know how you really answer it, but, um, uh, but this would be an interesting thing to talk about. Is, is there, do you believe there's one, one person, only one person in the world? Is there a one, the one, or is, or is, is love selected? Like how, what's, how, how would you answer that question? It's, it's an interesting dilemma. This is so hard to even answer. You know, is it like the movies? Are you fated to this one person and then that's that, or, I personally don't think or so. What? I I don't think that there's only one person for you. Yeah, However, I, you. I do believe in like sovereignty <clears throat> and for, you know, for anyone else, it's also known as fate. Like I do believe in like, I don't know. I, I don't think we're all just like aimless cells just meeting together, right. but I think there's an order in which you're intended to meet those people. Like, and I think, I, I honestly, the first thing that comes to mind with this is just there are people who get married and then like their spouse dies or or like their spouse, you know, cheats on them or something like that. And like maybe that spouse was right at the time, mm -hmm. but there's there's life after that. So I, I actually I actually want to dig my heels deeper into this. I don't think that there's one person because especially when you're younger, if you go through life thinking that there's only one person, and a relationship ends and you convince yourself that that's the only person 
then you're going to end up sabotaging yourself in the future. Because I thought that my previous relationship, I thought he was the 100%. And I, and I would have gone to my grave mm -hmm. thinking that. And I was pretty much like, like even looking back and realizing how incompatible we were. <laughs> <laughs> my stupid 20, what, 21 year old brain thought that he was one mm. for what reason you know, i don't know well that's i fair. don't know why but i, but I, I was so that, proven so wrong smart. yeah you how do you say this okay if you if you're i guess i'll just rephrase i'll just kind of echo what you said if you're if you're thinking well there's there is only one person i'm meant to be with forever and that and you are fortunate enough to marry that person and then you're you're widowed okay that person leaves this earth before you um young at a young age for example mm -hmm. does that mean you is that it for you like you are you just out of the game then and you're and you just have to you know and some people do feel that way and that's totally their their prerogative but i do think you know in in any situation and you have to leave yourself open to the possibility of of the the next right one mm. for you, you know, and, and the right person. I, it's kind of, it would be sad to think that because then you go through life going, Oh, I, I, I met the right one and I missed out. So I, I guess missing. that's the end. The one that got that's away. A, that's a, that's a purely Hollywood. And also it, it makes you think that you're, you are not a stagnant person. Like I am not the same person I was when I was 20. So, <laughs> right. And and the person who I was at twenty was not ready to meet Joshua. So Joshua was right for me at the right time. And now I don't know who I would be if I hadn't met him. Like if if the last yeah, exactly. three years had gone by and I had never met him, I would be someone else. And 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 the person who would be right for me, I this is like shudder to even think of this, but like perhaps there is a different person who would be right for me if I had remained single till 25. So right. there's like a, there's like a timing component and a person component. Timing. Timing, timing is, is so important. If, if you, it's dangerous for the relationship also that you're in, if you have that thinking too, that, that sounds oh, ironic. Yeah. If, if you're thinking, totally. you say, oh, there's only one person for me and, and you're the one I was fated to. And that's, you know, that's the end of the world. You know, that's it. I mean, those are pressure. If you're, if you're married, that's, that's, you're right. You're married. So yes, yeah. you are. You're, you're, You've committed just, yourself you're to you know, them. You're committed. And that's that. But if, if you're thinking, oh, well, this person is fated to me, I'm fated to them. The danger is that, well, then I don't need to, uh, it's, it's set in stone. It's static. I don't have to work on this relationship. Mm. Well, we know that's not true. We know, like you said it, people change and are, are always changing and and the challenge in the and the and the i guess i just say that the challenge in relationships is to keep fighting to change together and and that's why you have to keep tending and pruning and 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 working on even your marriage like especially your marriage i mean the, the so you walked down the aisle and you said these words but that doesn't mean you don't have to work on your marriage like or you don't work on your relationships say it and again. if you think well i don't Louder. i don't need to work on relationship this is the this was the prince charming i was meant to marry i'm cinderella and that's the end of the story like we're this is our happily ever after no it it's the happily ever after you've chosen but you have to work for that and anyway right I, it's, and it's i a, feel like the movies <clears throat> idolize the 
the beginning part because it's well it makes you idolize it idolize it because it's like the exciting part and like the rest after is not as exciting and thrilling but this part the post the the real relationship that is that is the far more meaningful um than how you got together like i know joshua so incredibly more than i did then and i love him more than i did then and he loves me more than he did then and he knows what i need and i know what he needs and like i'll probably say the same thing in five years after five more years of like i wish more i wish media celebrates celebrated long-term relationships more like i want to see a movie there's uh there's there's a few that i've seen that i really like what's the one with adam driver uh not the devote not the marriage story one it's the it's the one where he's uh josh really likes this movie i don't think i've seen it it's so good hold on i gotta pull I it up because... i didn't watch the marriage one because it just looks so depressing i'm like you know every time i thought about watching it it was like there's probably something else I can do than watch this depressing story of a husband and wife yelling at each other. Yeah, no, it was, um, it was, it's worth watching Patterson. It's a movie called Patterson and it's a very mellow mo romance movie, but it's it. And like, it's, it involves like poetry and it's just, it's like hyper real almost. And it really the marriage is really beautiful in in the movie and like i, I the first time I, I i watched it i don't think i was ready because it felt so understated but i we watched it again recently and it's just as a married person i enjoyed watching it so much because it's like this is my life in a lot of ways like i can relate to this and glean from this art artistic expression of of what of marriage far more than i can I can from like a like a Hallmark, oh, yeah. <laughs> Hallmark that, drama where, where the drama ends at the at, at the, the okay we're together now we're together and that's and that's like that's, that's it end. wait that's not exciting that's just that's, the start that's but, just the start but but Hollywood likes the 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 movies about relationships that implode because you got to have conflict um and and the con the conflict yeah. within a marriage that doesn't implode is much more subtle and takes a much more deft hand from the writer and the director and the yes and it takes more work oh, do yeah. it i want to see but it i like the subtle stories they're going to be smaller stories they're not, they're not the kramer versus kramers you know the big budget films that you know uh whatever ordinary people but it's i love those types of stories um but and also You'll even love in real life movie. though when's the last time tmz had it ran a headline that said wow so and so and so and so just celebrated their 30th anniversary that's awesome like no they don't they're not <laughs> going to hear about that who's breaking up who's having an affair who's getting divorced who's I know. You know, that's it's like a, it's a celebration of like oh, it's a celebration of of sex and like passion and and physical uh whatever allure like whatever it is it's it's like the intoxicating What's the word I'm looking for? Help me. It's the it's the it's the high of it's the high of a new relationship. That 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 yeah. adrenaline rush you feel. Adrenaline and, and, rush. And the thrill. That, and everything that goes with that is is a, a wonderful feeling. It's a fantastic feeling. And and so And it has its place you know, in, in life. And, and like I say, you know, movies or or novels, fiction is is real life with the boring stuff 
cut out. That's what those, what's what it is. I tell students all the time, don't tell me your whole story. <laughs> yeah. I, I, your job is to edit it and make it interesting. Okay. That's why we see so many movies that focus on that. It's like, it's like life distilled in its essence. Like it's, it's all, all the good, the bad, the ugly, all rolled into one thing in those first months of a relationship. You know, yeah. it's wonderful. It's, it's stressful. It's anxious. It's, it's passionate. It's all that. It's bombastic. Mm. And, you know, most of them don't work out. Uh, so it makes for great storytelling. But I'd like to see more stories, like you said, that, that are willing to take the, the long road and the slower pace of a, of a you know, marriage or relationship that has endured. And yeah, but it's that, that's mm. a much harder pitch to a, in Hollywood, for sure, to a, to a, <laughs> to a producer. Uh, it is harder. Studio, there you go. Who's going to watch that? I know. <laughs> but uh. that's how it goes. That's how it goes. So, I, okay, I, I was thinking about something else today, too, that I thought was <laughs> funny. Um, when this is, this is before you were born, but when I got my first email account, I got it with Yahoo. And actually, I guess it was probably after you were born. But um, when, when the internet was just sort of, like, I had the internet when I was a senior in college. I had Prodigy in my before I was a senior, my junior year, I had a pro, I had a Prodigy account set up with my Mac SE in my do, in my I almost said dorm room in my apartment. It was like the the father of the internet. It was long before AOL and all that <laughs> stuff. But anyway, a few years later, you know, mom and I are out in Oklahoma, and I and I decide, oh, you know what, you, this Yahoo, I'm going to get a Yahoo account because it's kind of new. And <sighs> one of the, my regrets in life oh. was the not the Yahoo name I chose for myself. Because at that point, at that time, I probably could have just had Bob at Yahoo.com <laughs> if I wanted it, you know. But I You're was, right. I was so, I was so enamored with you that my my Yahoo email address handle is is your is your first name and your last name Aww. at Yahoo.com, which is an impossibility to. To, to give someone to try to do it's like 16 letters long it's a bunch of silent consonants in it it's just uh everything's everything's wild and if you hadn't taken it I, it would probably still be available <laughs> <laughs> that would most definitely still be available i'm such a bozo like i could i could have hey chosen you never know bobby d at yahoo.com how cool would that have been um so you know i found that under well i had my heart was in the right place <laughs> um Look, anytime if you want it, you can have it. Like, but I don't think you want it either because it's it's. I mean, I think you have one that's pretty close, but you can have that mm -hmm. if you ever want it. I, I'll just surrender it to you. Okay. Because um, it's because it's your name, <laughs> your first and last name. It, I mean, it's you. I feel Yahoo, like I cheated. So. I feel like I cheated on Twitch because someone snagged the name Dish. However long ago, who knows? And I just like waltzed <laughs> in and took it. <laughs> Hey, look, I, I understand that that's possible because you were partnered and because they were inactive. If it was, yeah. if they were still around and stuff, then that'd be different. You were like, oh, then it'd be like, oh, you just totally bullied them out of their name. But yeah, I don't even know case. how that works, um, but yeah, they weren't there. But I, I definitely feel like, a, I don't know. I'm just saying, having a four-letter username on Twitch, it. like <laughs> that's the best use of my clout thus yeah. yet, thus far. Yeah, someone I, else was I able did... to do it too. I, every time a new social media launches, I I don't do anything. I just log in and I grab the name Dish and I leave, <laughs> just to yeah. have it in case You're I smart. ever want to use it someday. I want to have yeah. that username. And they do keep popping up. Yeah. Um, yeah, they I do. didn't get a great one for dis or for 
TikTok. I was a little late to the party on that, but I still got an okay one. But you can keep changing it, so I've kind of tinkered with it a bit. But uh, yeah, it's kind of fun. Like uh, I, I remember can't believe when. I got... the... Yeah, you got a great one. I got dish when, rag. When, I was uh... surprised by that, but maybe someday I'll get yeah. dish. But we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, how many? How many? Uh... I think I checked last night. Maybe this morning, three hundred and twenty-five. Almost 326,000 followers on TikTok now. Yeah. And you were just at 319 just like less than a week ago. So, yeah, I'm really hitting my stride with Genshin content. Um, oh, that reminds me. I'm just me. like striking gold every time. It's crazy. Your, 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 your latest one on the build for your, for the, is that your main? Is that the one you play? Is that your main? Um, uh, it's one of them. Kaya? Yeah, I mean, it's a second. Yeah, Kai is your second. We talked about this. That was brilliant i i oh thank you as someone who's played you know like guild wars 2 or whatever i'm always looking at those meta builds and trying Mm -hmm. to find like how do i build you know (laughs) i haven't played it for three years but when i was playing it i would always go to the internet and try to find a good build so um if that's gonna and i love how you drove the traffic to your youtube channel thank you i know i know that was not unintentional i know because you 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 were talking about on your stream that you want to pay some more attention to youtube so yeah youtube is the next that's my girl go go get it can i tell you you, i had a i had a nightmare uh the night after i posted it Uh oh so (laughs) i so so i had a nightmare that i woke up in the i woke up in the morning after posting it and i checked my youtube and the and the video had gone like super viral on YouTube, which was exciting. And then I clicked on it, and it, I saw that it had sixty percent dislike, and basically like a ton of of me of like comments like this bill is stupid. I don't know, just like insulting it and being like this yeah. is not the best choice or whatever it was. And I had to like, I woke up and I like analyzed the dream. I was like, why did I? Why? Why? I've never had a dream like this before. And I realized this is my this video. Both the one I posted on TikTok and the full build guide that I posted to YouTube. This is the first time I'm venturing into informational and educational content uh, with gaming specifically. Most of my Genshin content, most of my gaming content has always been entertainment. So there's no like skill or knowledge involved in that. And I think I had a fear of like, am, is my voice going to be respected in the space is this where i'm going to start experiencing like hardcore sexism in the gaming industry because most of the sexism takes place in like competitive games so things like call of duty and and valorant stuff like that um but i just had to really i I just thought about it all day yesterday and funny enough the video has performed very well and has 100 percent likes and zero dislikes as of right now so i the the fear obviously was baseless but i really the the dream felt so vivid and has still i still have to remind myself that it wasn't real so Mm. i'm now i'm wrestling with this this uh and people are asking me for more build guides so it's it's a it's a new new territory for me to to venture into this type out there and 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 uh, claiming it you're putting yourself out as an authority on something. So as soon as you do that, you're, you new territory. You really do invite the criticism, and you have to be uh-huh. willing to take it. And yeah, and totally. That's not easy. It's really hard um, to to be in that position. But I mean, people can take it or leave it. It's not like 
they're not paying right. you for this. They're, they're not. They, they didn't sign up for a, for a Genshin seminar and pay right. you a bunch of money. And and then like, look, if you don't like it, move on, pal. Yeah, like, you I'm don't like, have to like it. Yeah, you can you and can it, handle it a different way too. It's it's a build. It's a yeah, right. Build. It's, it's a build. build that you've. It's a build that you found to be effective. And trust me, I I've I've watched plenty of videos on builds of certain certain character classes and stuff for Guild Wars. Um, some I would never play. I'm like, I would never play that build, but I still like watching the videos because it's interesting. Like, well, that's it's a kind of a cool way to play. Yeah. I never thought about that. I would never do that, but that's cool. So don't even worry about it. Like just, if you find something that's right. cool, an interesting combo, an interesting way to get the DPS up or the, you know, now we're getting all techie with it, but you know, all the different things that you know. Um, elemental reactions. Game, it's so fun. It's so it fun. Is to, fun. people who love that game will dig that content. Yeah, and, and I've been trying to, I've been thinking about the different, this is another side note, but but I've been getting connected and meeting other Genshin content creators like bigger than myself. So that's been a great, like they're, they're super cool. Like I feel like I'm seeing a new side of Twitch. Like, yeah, that's a whole nother topic, but yeah, I, uh, I'm learning from them and I've been trying to see like, what is the, what is each person's like thing? What's their thing that they're, their specialty. And like for some people it's, like the in p person player to player like stuff that that like conversations that are really funny like the interactions for someone else it's like challenge runs and stuff like that using like an underappreciated using like one of the lesser used five stars and i think my specialty is i think there's like a relatability component to the videos that i post like this is experience I had in Genshin Impact. This is probably experience you had or something like that. And then using under underappreciated lower level characters and making them super tough. And I think I think that is resonating right now because people as more characters come out and like people get more and more meta more into the meta of the game and like they've been playing longer the toxicity level has increased like it's not <laughs> with everybody but like people are hitting like like a million crit damage which is just like unfathomable numbers and like people are getting farming for like super high stat artifacts and and people get really cocky about their builds and like this character is better than this character uh, yeah, and yeah, so yeah. i really enjoy playing beto and kaya because they're not often, they're called like budget versions of the five stars or budget versions of like other characters. So I don't know. I, I'm, I'm having fun. And also like it's as, as the toxicity is increasing, I think there's a, a space to be more like just to combat that basically. And then also, uh, to make it so for people who are just starting the game, to not feel like they're a loser because they don't have any five star characters oh, or to yeah. be like just because like i spend money on the game but because it's because it's part of my job so i can justify that expense but for someone a kid like a teenager who doesn't have any expendable income to spend on a gotcha game like here here are players that you can play for free so yeah that's great that it's would be, cool i'm learning th there's always going to be 
like major stat heads. Like they'll they will break out calculators and yeah. and I, dig I into, do that. Yeah, right. Like really, like seriously, <laughs> get into it. And and there's there's room for those. Those are like the crazy uncles at the table at Thanksgiving, right? And there's always <laughs> there's always room for those, but. Most people don't live there. Most people don't want to go down that road. They just want someone to, to do that work for them and say, okay, here's a cool build. Here's the, yeah, and have fun with and, it. And, and also the build is just a build. It's, it, it also intersects with playing style. So Yes. If, if you, you don't know, like the if, play style of a character, don't use them. Like it doesn't matter that him. their base attack is higher or like they have this fancy special that can deal a lot of damage. Like if you don't like playing them, don't play them. Right. There's a reason that there's like 20 characters. It's to choose supposed from. to be fun, y'all. It's, it's a game. To be fun. And okay, it's a does, PVE. Does, it's not even a okay, PvP. Okay, that's what I was going to ask you. Does, I was just about to ask you, does Genshin have P, a player versus player no. arena? Thank they goodness may eventually it do that because that's that's like the place where you can send people to settle those scores. Like you want to go ahead and like fight it out? Literally go into this arena and put pit your character, your build against this other build and go have at it. Um, yeah, and that, that doesn't make it go away. It actually accelerates it, but at least it gives them a place to go. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> go can... fight. Go fight, and then settle the score, and then calm down, everyone. Yeah. I I wonder if they will ever add a PvP. I feel like they that will. One... You They're think gonna... so? Yeah. I, I well, I shouldn't say like I'm like I'm an expert. I. I... I suspect they will eventually do that because people will definitely get are, are got to be asking for it already. And if they can, I don't know though. It does create. It does. I don't know what the vibe is they want to create because it absolutely invites a lot more of that ugliness that you, that yeah. you talk, the toxicity. Um, when in in Guild Wars there was a um, a player versus player arena that you could play in, you know, or but even even in a world versus world, I'm not going to get into all that. But there's places where you could play. <laughs> And pit yourself against other bills in various mm. places. And I never cared when I when my character got, you know, killed in the player versus environment part of the game. No big deal. You just respawn and it's fine. Yeah. But when another when another actual human being downed me, I would get so upset about it. And just, <laughs> how dumb is that? It's like, why do I care? Like, I don't even know who this person is. Just there's right. somebody in the world on the keyboard somewhere who just bested my me on my keyboard but so what you know but anyway yeah. they were it, it definitely fuels this competitive thing in me uh, which is why i have to i have to mitigate that in my life like i stopped mm -hmm. playing chess years All ago right. competitively because it was i just couldn't i couldn't stand not winning so if i lost i would pour over the board and then figure it out and go back to the to the you know, weekly chess club or whatever you know and play and, and, and try to win and, and and there's never an end to it because there's always somebody better yeah. and it just gets ridiculous and yeah chess is great if you're living by yourself it's not really a it's not a social game and it's certainly not a game that you can do solo in a home with a family like <laughs> mom would be like okay so like she never say anything because she was cool about it but late after she would we talked about it after i kind of let it go and she's like yeah you know i saw a lot of the back of your head <laughs> during that time <laughs> like yeah i'm sorry about that <laughs> you know because she you know she, she didn't wasn't her thing you know and it's, you, you can't right it's not like i don't know what's a sport like skiing or you could bring your family along this is just like me sitting over a board i Nobody know talk to me i'm studying a chess game i mean <laughs> you know, and, and and it could and that's look there's different strokes for everybody but that was like it just i had to check myself on that like mm. and it's funny what i did in that moment I, I i remember coming home from work and i said and I was having a tough, I was having a tough time at this, at this new job as a, where I was hired to be a writer. And I just wasn't 
It'd been several months and I couldn't really seem to satisfy my editor. Um, and and mm. we had, you know, I had, I had a tough, I had a tough crowd to please. And I, and I wasn't hitting what they wanted. And uh, so I just, I realized I was, I needed to spend more time focusing on the, the craft of writing and less time focusing on the craft of chess, you know, and there were mm. parallels. Chess was something that I, because kind of my mom taught me when I was in kindergarten, I just naturally had a thing, I had a, I had a knack for it. I was good at it. So, um, and then I started mm. studying it like later after college and, and got like, like very good at it and started winning tournaments and things like that. And then but again, like I said, there's so many levels to it. I was, I was never close to being the best in any room. I mean, and I never would be, but um, I realized, well, what if I did, when I was having a tough time at work, I said, well, what if I, if I took the same energy that I'm taking to studying chess, um, which is something that I kind of thought I had a natural talent for. And, and I realized how much better I could get when I studied it. What if I did the same thing to, for writing? Cause that's something that I feel like I have a natural talent for. I mean, I got hired to be a writer for this company, so they think so, mm. but I've never really, I've never really committed to honing the craft. I've just kind of always skated on my talent. Well, what if I actually, all those hours I'm pouring over a chessboard, which really doesn't lead to a whole lot for, for me or my family. What if I did that for writing instead? And that's when my career took off. Mm. I mean, I came home from work that day. We were living in uh, a condo, the one on Trumpet. And uh, I just came in and I, and I said, Deb, help me out. And it's like, what? And I said, and I, I, brought, I brought a couple of boxes home and we just took all my chess books, put them in a bunch of boxes, stuck them in the little storage thing on the outside and we had a little outdoor patio and there was a storage unit there, kind of like what we have now actually and just shoved them in there and put the board away just put the chess pieces away and that was it i just gave it up that was it i just thought wow and and then then she and i and i'm sure i'm sure you came along (laughs) probably (laughs) melissa as an infant uh went to the barnes and noble which is still there in valencia actually it's still one of the few uh that's still around and we went to the barnes and noble and i went to the section on you know how to be a good writer kind of thing you know and i picked out I think just that day, just two books that I thought would, that I would start with in, in reading and making and challenging myself to be a better writer and, and books that would, that, that, that had exercises in them that basically the way I would tackle chess and, and I never looked back. I've never looked back. Wow. I've never stopped learning and, and working on my craft as a writer and I've never regretted not playing chess. Never. Mm-hmm. Cause I can still play and it's still fun. But it was for all. It wasn't. Look, with the things you you spend your time with, you have to ask yourself, what am I getting back? What's it giving yeah. back? Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and I wasn't getting enough cost? back from the time. Yeah, the cost it was too high for what I was getting for chess. And then, but when I did it for writing, I thought, well, if I get really good at writing, what does that mean for me and my career and my family? A lot more than if I get good at mm-hmm. chess. A lot more. And so, and also and, for my own personal goals. Yeah. So, it's amazing anyway. when you can find like the, the. F- the 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 crossway between what you're good at and and what you're good at what you enjoy and what is also profitable for you and like i'm very writing obviously is is first personally fulfilling for you career-wise it's fulfilling and especially when you are freelance writing that's a huge deal and then also um What's the other thing that you're good at? You're also good at it. I, mean, <laughs> I don't need to say that. Everybody knows. Well, uh, it's, it's, it's opened every single door in my life has opened because of that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm only teaching writing because someone thought I was worthy to do it. You know what I mean? Like, and I learned 
later in life that I wasn't ready to teach writing until I had been a professional writer for 15, 20 years. I wasn't ready. Mm -hmm. Like I, I thought I was, but I wasn't. I didn't know anything. Like yeah. I had a lot to learn. Yeah. I do think that teachers should, and, every, and I mean, I, I don't want to make a blanket statement, but I, I will say this for me. Um, it was very profitable to have done what I'm teaching before I try to teach it. Totally. There's the craft part of it, but then there's also, well, okay, how do you, how do you walk this across the street to the marketplace? Okay. So that's good. You got a talent, you're a good writer. Um, how can we monetize that? How, you know, and, and to develop those entrepreneurial skills and, and mm -hmm. think about how it connects to the marketplace. Basically what you're doing, you know, what you're doing as a content creator is, you know, you can teach that now and you can because you've done it. Um, it's not a theoretical, you've done it. You know more yeah. than anybody else uh, knows about it in the room because you know what has worked and what hasn't worked and why, and you're learning more every day. So you got to learn, then you can teach, you know, um, yeah. not just anyway, I don't know. Um, no, I think but speaking right. of chess books, speaking of chess books, <laughs> this is the last thing. I just have to say this. <laughs> you got to watch that when you watch documentaries, okay? You got to watch yourself because a documentary can change your life. A documentary can <laughs> alter true. your behavior. Oh, you, watch, so you watch the right or wrong documentary and you're swearing off of, you know, fried. You're, you're swearing off of dairy. You're swearing off of meat. You're swearing off of, you know, what, based on the documentary you watch, you know. Uh -huh. And you know, mom and I are, are like 90% non-meat diet anyway so mm -hmm. that actually is that happened to us you know <laughs> but, but we we and it's always coming through mom because she's always watching these documentaries like oh if you got to watch this you know let's watch this one i watch it i think you're really gonna like it and i'm like uh oh here we go you know i wonder what i'm gonna, who I'm gonna be tomorrow after i watch this well we watched this one <laughs> lately like a couple weeks ago on and it's and it was what was it called the minimalists and, and oh a, i think i watched that Okay, and it's it's about living a minimalist lifestyle. It's about you know not being a slave to all this stuff, you know, mm. uh, on on certainly on the purchasing side, you know, and all that, but also just on the living side. Just what, what do you? How much? How much room do you need? Really, like, do you? How much stuff do you have? And do you really need that stuff? And are you a slave to stuff? And it involves econ you know personal econ economics and all that. But the thing, the main takeaway that that for me was. You know, I just want to get rid of, you know, and I'm pretty minimalist anyway, but I still have some stuff that I kind of carry with me through life that I wonder, why do I still have it? You know, and there's this challenge that they give at the end of the documentary, which is, okay, for 30 days, get rid of one thing on day one, mm. give it away, throw it away, sell it, get rid of it. On day two, it's two things. And day three, it's three things all the way up to 30. So by the end, you you know, one day you're giving away, you're getting rid of 25 times, then it's 26. It's fun until you get to about, until you get to about 12 and then suddenly <laughs> you start, you're cutting into bone, you know, initially it's no problem. You know, well, let me get rid of all these, these ties I've worn in 20 years or let me, you know, mm -hmm. here's some old socks. I'll get rid of those. And, you know, and you know, here's some, here's, and then after that, it was like, well, here's a few books that I I've read and I'm really going to read again, or here's some books that I have, but I don't think I'm ever really going to read them. And, you know, here's some junk that. But then it starts getting tough. Then you're like, now I'm into the stuff like, well, and, and, fair, and to be fair, I, I stopped at 15. I, I haven't continued. And it doesn't mean I can't go back to it, but I haven't. I just was didn't have the time. It was taking more time for me. I needed more time to actually go through stuff to figure mm. out and make some really hard decisions. By the time I got to 15, 16, 17 a day, these were not easy decisions at all. Like I'm now looking at stuff going, like I'm getting rid of my, my two-volume set of all of Shakespeare's plays. Whoa. Now, why would I do that? 
Here's why. Because I've had the thing for 15 years and I've never opened it. I think that's fair. <laughs> I think it's a good I think reason. It's a good reason. You know what I mean? It's like, why do I have this? And what? And so, it's. I've got to the point now where I, I'm I'm into this closet that has these two boxes, cool storage boxes that no one's seen in 20 years, 30 years of cassette tapes and old cassette tapes, because tapes I made for myself or for a mom or to come, you know, oh, here's a, here's a cassette from Dara's first year. Like things I like just to songs, you know, how I love to how music intersects with my memories and all that. Right. So I yeah. all these tapes, like, what am I going to do? I don't even have a tape player. Like how am I, how am <laughs> I supposed to? So, and yet I'm somehow strangely attached and I can't, I can't let them go. It's so weird. So even though I have Apple music, so I can just simply upload them all. So anyway, what I've decided to do is I'm going to take these tapes. I'm taking a picture of them. So I have the I have I have the playlist basically, and mm -hmm. then I'm tossing the tapes, and then I'm making a playlist called ah, that tape. Good Music. idea. And there's still a psychological hurdle to overcome, actually throwing that cassette away. I don't know what it is. I don't understand it. It's weird, it, but it's it makes no sense really. Um, there's nothing inherent in this piece of plastic that gives it any value. It's the songs on it, right? So anyway, right. that's starting to happen. So. But I, I came across. Some tapes I'm going to keep though, and they're the tapes from our wedding. Oh, um, a, lot, a lot of people know this, but I'm like one of the. I, I wonder how many people have done this, but I DJ'd my own wedding. I remember. Well, I don't <laughs> well, remember, you but there. you told you me you weren't there. I remember yeah, you, you telling me. A scandal. <laughs> I remember you. Uh, I remember you, know, you yeah, telling I, me this. Yeah, because because you know I just knew there wasn't going to be anybody that was going to play the music that I really wanted to hear. You know, when we were dancing at the wedding or yeah. during the cocktail hour or, or the hors d'oeuvre hour or whatever. Um, and so I made these cassettes and they're just labeled one, two, three, four, and then, you know, dancing or d'oeuvre hour or whatever. And uh, I just had my best man keep the just tape roll in. and just pop the next one in. And I, you, I got, you, you don't know, remember this at all, but this is back when tapes had that, that auto thing where they would, you could play a tape and they would automatically play the other side. I can't remember what it was called. Oh, wow. Anybody, oh, yeah. It was like a little mechanism this, that like switched it. Yeah, it just, you know, flipped it, it just bent the tape. It wasn't actually good for the cassette to do it. Um, auto, <laughs> reverse. Something. I can't believe I've forgotten what it was called. But anyway, it was a big feature if your radio had, if your, if your car stereo had that. So you didn't have to, at mm. the end of the cassette, you have to eject it and put the new thing in. But anyway, um, so I just brought all my stereo equipment to this, where we got married and the speakers and everything. Nice. And, just, and it worked out great. Those cassettes, I'm not getting rid of. I'm keeping those. No, you they're, can't. You know, they're archival, you know, It's okay to be sentimental about things, you know? I, I don't know. Minim minimalism, I think, it what the core of it is is keeping things only that bring value to you. Having those t cassette tapes from your wedding, that brings value to you. Maybe it's not like a use, useful this, but it's like a, this is a, this is a tangible memory. I think it's worth keeping. That's right. And and the the bonus of of re, you know rediscovering those cassettes though was that I could take yeah. those playlists and put them on my Apple Music, so now I can listen to those playlists again. And it's you know I love that it's cool. It's like oh yeah, you know I I remember why I ordered these songs in this way or you know whatever. And uh, it's been it's you know I'm just starting the process of doing that. So I just got the first cassette made into a playlist so i'm going to do the next one probably today but anyway 
it's it's been kind of fun. It's been an interesting. Again, you never know what's going to happen when you watch a documentary. You just don't documentaries know are life changing. I'm sure there's a. I'm sure it's crazy to think that there's probably I could probably watch ten documentaries of certain kinds and probably change my entire life. <laughs> it's frightening. Ten, ten, ten new hobbies and behaviors. You know. In, ten, yeah. You have to take some with a grain of salt. You know, the political ones. I don't. You know, I. I, I always have to consider the source, and there's a lot yeah. of vetting that goes on. You know, and and all of them can get somewhat political in some ways, but but for the most part, I really like to watch, and you know, it's part of just self. What's the word? Self development or you know, personal Se development? Yeah, growth. personal development. Yeah. So hmm. you got to keep doing that. Yeah, can't shut yourself off entirely. But I'm, we're not we're not gonna. Don't worry, we're not gonna build a tiny house. <laughs> Thank goodness, the trailer house. <laughs> <laughs> the I mean, those shows bus. are cool, but. It's not for me. I need to stretch out a little bit. Nah, same. Me too. You were almost at an hour and ten minutes. This is be our longest podcast. Is, we're 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 asking a lot of our listeners with this. We, I know. We probably should it, right, close, close, take it closer to thirty minutes, but it's we just get onto so many cool topics. But the the good news is, if it's an hour, you don't have to listen to all. If if you're here and you're already an hour and ten into it with us, awesome. Thanks. Um, yeah. But, if the next one is an hour and you're like, uh, sorry, just listen to the first half an hour. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> we got into, well, we kind of shifted topics. Like we talked about identity, then we talked about love and then, and marriage. And now then we switched to talking about <laughs> Genshin Impact and PVE and, and, and minimalism. <laughs> and what uh, am I even well, going to call this, this episode? Like, this, this is what we, this is us though. This is what we do. This and is this what is you what said the podcast wanted. would be. Yeah. Right. So this is this giving the people what they want. Oh, <laughs> let me see if anyone wrote any topics. Okay. Uh, let's see. Childhood For stories. Next time. Okay. Music. We talked about music. Childhood stories. Oh, any any of those could be for a whole episode. Yeah. Could be on any one of those. I'll try Easily. to. Childhood stories would be a fun one to try to. I'll like spend the week trying to remember stuff from my childhood, and I'll be like, was that. Did that happen? How I remember it, or am I remembering yeah. something else? We got. We could talk yeah. about the newsletter. Hey, I, I like the. I like the, yes, for sure. The newsletter. Um, that that. A little teaser for that one. Yeah, the newsletter that that mom, that, that outs me just a little bit. Yeah, and mom too. <laughs> your first efforts Exposed. as a journalist. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, I like the orange in your hair, by the way. Oh, thank it. you. Did that you orange. see? This is, is this is portal themed. This was a something I was supposed oh, to do okay. in October for a channel point, or it was for like a sub reward, and I'm just okay. now doing it. So today is the big reveal. I, I was thinking maybe you, I was going to ask you if you were doing it because tomorrow's opening day for baseball and it's the Giants colors. I thought maybe. Yeah. Oh. But you you are married to a Dodger fan, which is why you would have blue on the other side. All right, so I got blue. So connection. Sure, you both <laughs> you both can glean whatever you want from my. From my hair choices. <laughs> there you go. It's, you're all things to all people. <laughs> exactly. All right. Let's 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 close it out. Bye, guys. Thank all you right. for listening. Have a wonderful week. We'll yeah, try bye, to guys. keep it under yeah, bye, like 45 minutes uh, next week, but we'll try. no promises. We'll, we'll do our okay? best. Yeah. No promises. Yeah. <laughs>